I'm Jamie Dew, and this is A Show of Strength. Hey, it's Jamie here. It's the second Sunday of the month, which means, of course, it's time for Crazy Eights. This isn't just any old Crazy Eights, though. This is Crazy Eights number eight. We've got seven wonderful comedians, plus our host, Kyle Bergstresser, that are going to knock your socks off this evening. We recorded this show live at the Social Capital Theater on Thursday, September 27th, 2018 at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. <laughs> Listen, you know how this works. We run this show, we charge people to get in, we pay our host, we pay our comics, and we try to find some money left over to donate to the Mood Disorder Association of Ontario, which is, of course, what we'll be doing once again this month. Without further ado, let's head to the Social Capital Theater and take a listen to Crazy Eights, number eight. Some noise for your host, Jamie Do. <laughs> that is electric. <laughs> that was a, a fierce way to start this show. My name is Jamie Do. I'm the host of A Show of Strength, a podcast dedicated to mental health advocacy. I want to start out the show uh, on a, a, a sad note tonight, though. I do want to say um, I want to commemorate somebody. I graduated a program called Laughing Like Crazy about a year and a half ago. And earlier this week, one of the graduates of that program had died by suicide. And that's a pretty heavy topic to start out a comedy show on, I realize. But I, I want to um, not shy away from that. I want to tell you about this, and I want to encourage you to check in with your strong friends, and I want to uh, dedicate tonight's show in the memory of this person. <laughs> Look, I don't know where you go from there. I don't know where you. I don't know where you go from that. Um, it's a heavy. It's a heavy subject, and it's a, it's a tough subject, and. Um, but, it, but it's why we're here, and it's why I wear this shirt, and it's why I don't go to work every day. And uh, it's a challenge, and it's a challenge that's growing into an epidemic, and uh, we need to do something about it, and you guys, by being here, are doing that. So, again, kudos. Um, the show tonight. The show tonight is brought to you by Long Slice Brewery. We could not do this show without the support and the help of Long Slice Brewery. So I really want to uh, say thank you to them. Take advantage of the $5 beer specials downstairs. You can try any one of the three canned beers that they provide. Aloha Friday, Loose Lips Lager, or Hops de la Vista. Those are all five bucks. Uh, I wanted to say five bucks in the can, but you can drink them anywhere you'd like. Um, 
The other thing I want to tell you about is uh, we've got some really funny comedians coming up here tonight, and they're going to do their best to share their stories and to make us all laugh. What you guys are in charge of is determining which one of these comedians is going to leave tonight with 50 bucks in cash. So as you go through your comedians this evening, think about who you really enjoyed and uh, who you would like to see take that 50 bucks cash home. And you guys will do that at the end of the show by taking one of the cards out and giving it to David. And hurrah, there we have it. What else can I tell you? I can tell you that I encourage you to visit www.ashowofstrength.com. Listen, subscribe to the podcast. This show will come out as a podcast later uh, next month. And um, from there, I think we should probably just start laughing now. What do you think? Yeah, I think we should get into the... Get into the good stuff. From here, I will hand it off to my friend, um, a, a strong supporter of the show and a, and a really great guy, uh, Kyle Bergstresser. You guys don't have socials here, hey? Does anybody know what a social is? Anybody, have you heard of that? That's a that's a social song. That's where you grab... A social is where you're getting married and then you... Uh, oh, it's called something different here. The thing where you're getting married and you like go to the hockey rink and rent it out and play a bunch of music and eat ham sandwiches. What's that here? Insane? <laughs> just, just a crazy concept? All right, whatever. Everybody does the hey, motherfucker, get laid thing and they... Oh, God, it feels so cool when you're 14 doing that getting drunk off stolen beers that you took from tables that are all flat and might have poison in them. What a time. Uh, that's enough fun riffing. Uh, you Listen, before we start, I have some sad news, too. Both the urinals are broken. Uh, we can't use either of the urinals. One of them is just dead and covered in a bag and has been for a while. I guess somebody got a call that one of the urinals is broken. He goes, oh, yeah, I'll fix it. Here, there's a bag over it. Now, no one will piss in this broken thing. <laughs> and the other one, it looks like someone puked into. Uh, so they just went, I guess this one's shut down, too. Ridiculous. Not even, I'm not even blaming this place. The concept of urinals is ridiculous, and we've been putting up with it for too long. I hate these lights. These, uh, it's like right, like right in my hearing. I'm going to go here. The concept of urinals, don't you agree? Am I too close now? Is that why we need them? Oh, don't you think just the concept of urinals is too much? Is this, I don't think this is too close. I want to have an intimate, this is why people got to sit in the front row. If you won't come to me, I'll come to you. You know, how you doing today? Really good to see you. So anyway, I was, uh, I was just thinking, it's so stupid when you think about it. Sorry, was that where it... Okay. And if, uh, if, if you would tell somebody, like, if urinals hadn't existed and you told somebody about them as though it was a new idea, it sounds so, like it's like, why do we need... There's just... It's the other one does everything. Like, it's not a bad thing. It's just like, well, I invented this new toilet, and uh, you're not going to believe this, but this one's only for pee. <laughs> and you're like, okay, wait, but you could pee in the other one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this one's like just for pee. <laughs> okay, so it's good. Yeah, it's gonna be faster because you can only pee in it. Well, that's not because you can also pee in the other one. There's nothing, you know what I mean? There's nothing better about it. It's just a toilet, but worse. It's a toilet that only does one of the things that all toilets do. And then if somebody does poo or puke in it, it's just done. And they put a bag over it and you can never use it again. Guys, it's a bad concept. I want you all to go smash every urinal you see. I honestly just think the only reason we have them anymore is for boys to feel like boys so they can be like this one's only for me <laughs> this one only works if you got a ding dong 
That's the only reason they still exist. So stupid. It's the dumbest, too, when you see it in one of those, like, singular bathrooms with, like, a locked door. Like, there's not... You can only use one thing at a time. Just pee in the tub. You know what I mean? What's it's e the only point that can be for is for a guy to be like, yeah, because you just can't aim into a toilet, or for like two friends to take a poo and a pee together because they've been having a really good night. Which actually, that I can get behind. That's kind of nice. That's actually kind of sweet. What else? What else, gang? I was on. I was. Uh, I was taking the old TTC on the way here. You guys seen this? You heard about this? The TTC. You guys ever heard about this? People always make fun of the TTC for being like, because it's there's those those uh, plaques or whatever, those stickers on the side of the like subway that are just like voted best transit system in the city. And everybody always makes fun of that because they're like, oh, it's not that good. And I mean, what? I'm from Winnipeg. Your transit system's great. Trust me, it's not that bad. I think the real problem with that sticker is who's that for? What's that for? Who's that? Do you know what I mean? Who's, who's going down to the subway being like, oh, I'm not sure if I, they've already paid. And then they're gonna go down there and be like, oh, I wonder if I still wanna take this thing. Why are you selling it to us? We're there. Like nobody's like, I'm probably gonna buy a cab, but let me just have a look. You know what I mean? Like if they didn't see that sticker, they'd go purchase a car. What's the, obviously we're just gonna do it. We're not doing it because we have other options. We're doing it because it's the only option we have. Silly, man. I don't see why, like it's the same thing it's like when they show those, uh, you guys ever, and I mean, you don't have to admit to it, but uh, you ever, like, you'll see on a porn site, there's like a singles dating app or like a hot singles in your, it's like, the reason that I'm here is I can't get that. Like, the reason, don't add, of course I know about sex with a human. Of course I know about that. That's not happening for me. Like, quit offering that. That's like having ads for the keg at McDonald's. You're like, yeah, I know about the keg. <laughs> I would be at the keg. It's out of my league. I can't get the keg. So I'm doing McDonald's. You, you don't know who you're talking to with these ads. It's silly, man. It's silly stuff, baby. Ooh, I don't know. What else is... Uh, oh, I was going to try out a new thing. Okay. Oh, God, this might suck. This is uh, oh, so far in my own head. There's some song lyrics. If I have any specific mental illness, if we're going to get topical about like the show topic, I, uh, I would say it's just that like I... I get so mad when I hear like song lyrics that don't make sense. Like song lyrics that just don't add up. That like if I hear a song lyric that doesn't quite hit me right, I just I think about it for the rest of my life. Like I can't this new song right now that's like I'm the next Drew Barry. I want more. Are you kidding me? That's like that's like waterboarding. It's so bad you can't even, it's not even fun to describe how it's bad. I'm the next Drew Barry. Who's Drew Barry? There's not, Drew Barry's not a person and all you're trying to say is I want more. Imagine a friend of yours said that to you. I'm the next Drew Barry. I want more. You'd be a bad friend if you didn't beat them up. You are obligated to beat that person up for saying that. That's the, and we, this guy said it in a song and we made him a millionaire and he's rich now. I don't even know whose song it is. It makes me so upset. And Drew Barry's not a person. So you're saying you're Drew Barry more or you who's Drew Barry he's someone who wants he just eats a lot he wants more he's always like more more who's I don't know what that's getting at that's the worst it ruins my life all right hey sometimes new bits don't work and that's okay um I had another one that really made me upset where I, I was walking into a store and a guy said uh 
there was a this like it, you could I, I don't want to judge, but you could definitely tell it was like an old corny white guy trying to do soul music. And he was saying something about he was saying, I'd rather be a king for a day than a fool for a lifetime. And it was like this like slow, like really it was like supposed to be this like long, beautiful song that you really have to think about. And you're like, that's not how those comparisons work, though. That is an easy choice. Would you rather have something really good or something really bad for a long time? <laughs> like would you, that's not how, like, like, how does that person think that things work? Imagine them at like a sleepover playing Would You Rather, being like, all right, fellas, 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 would you rather go to, go to Hawaii for a day or spend the rest of your life in Antarctica naked? And you can only pick one. Like, it's, that's not, oh, wow, that's, it's not, it's not a hard choice. Oh, would you rather have all of your bones or have somebody steal all your bones while you're sleeping? You know, like, Okay, guys, one more question. I re and seriously, honestly, answer this to me truthfully, okay? Answer this truthfully. Would you rather marry the woman of your dreams or um, lose everything you own in a fire? And just remember, you marry the woman of your dreams, but that's it. It's only one woman of your dreams, and also your dog dies in the fire. Keep it in mind. <laughs> like, it's just, it's so bad. I don't know why we let this stuff slide, you guys. It's terrible. We should get the show rolling, though. Hey, boy, I really just, like, did whatever I did up here, didn't I? And it's, now it's time to do whatever everybody else does. We're going to get this going. This is your, uh, your first comedian. We have seven tonight, right, Jamie? Seven? It's the Crazy Eights. It's the eighth Crazy Eights. It starts at 8 o'clock-ish. And because of that, we're going to give you seven comedians. That is just how we theme things here. This next comedian, very funny. Uh, local comic, been doing it for years. He's actually on the next uh, season of Letter Kenny coming up. You guys ever seen Letter Kenny? Who here got Crave TV, baby? Who subscribed to Crave TV? A lot more HBO on there than you'd think, huh? Pretty good app, huh? Give it up, everybody, for Crave TV and for Tommy Marshall. Hey, thank you. Thanks. Thank you all for sitting a few rows back to put some distance between us. It's nice. You thought you weren't going to have your hair touched if you sat far away from the stage. Nope. You didn't realize that the host was fucking crazy, did you? Yeah. Exactly. It's a long wire, so it gives them free range. That's why he hosted this show. Jamie, we just went down to Cam H and was like, give me your craziest outgoing guy. And he showed him <laughs> Kyle. I was like, he's perfect. Put him in a bag. I'll take him to go. <laughs> I, uh, I just got off work. I rushed here. I work at a dive bar. Any of you guys work in dive bars? No, me, me, great. It's a cool place. I get to deal with cokeheads a lot of the time, which is always fun. Because cokeheads always think they have the world convinced that they're not high on cocaine. It's great. Like, everyone's that chatty at 1 a.m. on a Wednesday. It's hilarious. You can always see them when they come into the bar, too, because they immediately start scanning the room for predators while they try and talk through a locked jaw. So they come in and just go and like, hey, man, can I get a fucking vodka soda? You're like, yes. Jesus, the cokehead bit's not working on you guys, apparently. Not, not too frequenting dive bars where people are doing cocaine in handicapped bathrooms. All right, that's great. I'll pull an audible. Cool. With the tepid laughter. I, uh, I actually met my ex at that job, meeting an ex at a dive bar, right? Um, she grew up on a farm, which would make her a farmer's daughter. I was dating a farmer's daughter for a while, which I found out is cool if you don't mind being called bud during sex. Okay? 
That's what she would sound like in the bedroom. She'd be like, oh, yeah, fuck me hard there, bud. That's what she sounded like. Exactly what she sounded like. Which is, takes a lot of getting used to, you know? I wasn't used to it because she suppresses her accent now, but it only comes out when she's drinking, right? So we go on like three dates and we get kind of drunk. And she invites me back to her place uh, to have sex. Only this is when her accent first came out for me. And she didn't quite say to have sex. What she said was, Hey, soul, you want to come back to mine and smash pissers or what, bud? Let's go. And I was like, excuse me? Like, there's no romance. It's just two genitals in head-to-head combat. Like, there can be only one winner. And I was, like, terrified, but also very turned on. So I was like, yeah, <clears throat> yes. Yeah, let's go back and do that. So we get back to her place uh, and get naked, as you do. Um, first thing we start doing is uh, 69ing that old high school position. And here's the first problem that I run into is that she's like 5'1", and I'm a full foot taller than her. So she's like on top of me going down on me. But I don't know about you guys, but I just don't have the core strength as a man to be able to pick myself up and bridge that gap. So for a while... I'm just licking fucking air. That's all I was doing. It's like, just like, ugh, just trying to stretch my neck in different directions, get a better angle of attack. Like, have you ever seen uh, a dog try and eat food off a countertop, but the food was just a bit too far away? It's exactly what it looked like. Just like, ugh, ugh, fuck. And she realized nothing's happening, so she turns around to me and goes, why aren't you mucking my barn, bud? I was like, ah, come on. I'm trying to, Muck. So whatever, she's like, go put a condom on. You ever been really drunk and tried to put a condom on? And then you try and roll it down, you're like, hey, that's the wrong side. And so you flip it, and then you're like, that's also the wrong side. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this one. This is, this is going to take some logic. There's nothing you can do. The only thing you do is just keep flipping the goddamn thing. Like, like you're trying to put a USB stick into a computer really fast. You're like, I just... I just got to keep flipping it. That's the only thing I can do. So I eventually, like, get it out and, uh, you know, start doing the, the smashing or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And the entire time she's yelling in my ear, just going like, oh, yeah, Tommy, you can go faster there, bud. Pick up the pace now. Like, I swear to God, it sounded like I was fucking my peewee hockey coach the entire time. It's exactly, I thought she was going to sit up and just whip a fucking clipboard at me from across the room. So eventually uh, we finish up. Sorry, I finish up, <laughs> and uh, I was expecting like a high five or like a, hey, that was a good hustle, you know? <laughs> but all she says to me is like, hey, that was okay, think you do a lot better next time, though. And I was like, what the fuck? And then she just rolls over, and I was staring at her ceiling like, I don't, I don't know who the fuck I am anymore, because I'm certainly not who I was. It messed me up so much that I went back to my apartment the next day and my roommate asked me how the date went and I couldn't help but respond but like a hockey player post-game interview. You know that like, like script they all read? So my roommate was like, hey man, how was the date? And I was like, yeah, well, well, you know, it's a tough time of year out there for everyone right now and uh, set a good pace out there and gave it 110 but uh, didn't execute the way I wanted and tomorrow's a new day, going to learn from this and move on. Okay, thank you. And I, and I went and hit the showers. So anyways, you guys have been a lot of fun. Uh, my name's Tommy Marshall. You didn't
seem sure if that was his name, but I can I assure you it it is. Okay. So if anybody's not sure who to vote for later, it's Tommy Marshall, man. Give it up for him. How fun was that? Come on. We're just getting rolling, guys. Things are going to get real fucking hot, red hot. You guys ready to burn alive? You guys ready for it to hurt and feel bad? Come on. You're going to die tonight. Who's ready to die? <laughs> I'm sorry. You can't bring someone up to that energy. Let's get back to like a normal. Let's get right here. All right. All right. This next comedian, she's an absolute sweetheart. I've run into her a couple of times. She thought that she'd met me as several different people. She th- I don't know what it was, but she was very confused about who I am, but I'm not confused about who she is. She's wonderful. She's got a photography page, Make Me Laugh T.O. Is that it? Did I get it right? I got it close, I think. She did a... <laughs> Give it up for Valentina Chrissy, everybody. Give it up! LOL. I can't tell white people apart. All their names are Kyle. It's true. I saw Kyle on the uh, a show that was just white guys named Kyle. And he wonders why I don't know his, can't tell his name. Um, So my name is Chrissia Valiente, and uh, I'm an alcoholic. Um, Sorry, wrong meeting. Uh, So I should just clear the sexual tension in the room by saying I'd like to fuck you all. It's true. I'm sexually confused. I'm going through this adult, like, um, transition where it's like I'm a, attracted to women just as much as I am men. Um, But I'm not sure if that makes me bisexual or not because um, I only like to have sex with women when their boyfriends are watching. Which is fair because I have as many mommy issues as I do daddy. So just trying to work that out in the bedroom with my therapist and his wife. Um, so yeah, and, and, and it's really hard though, because, uh, as an adult, uh, going through the sexually confused, uh, stage, I can't even talk to my parents about it because they would literally die. Like I would rather tell my parents I'm doing heroin than I'm queer because at least you can go to rehab for that heroin, uh, which I did not for heroin. Um, but because I used to think that the ultimate life hack was suicide. Um, and I don't mind telling you guys this because I don't feel that way anymore. And I just want to like break the stigma about what we can talk about uh, when people talk about mental health. And I just hate when people want to give me their opinion about my personal diagnosis. Like I'll tell people I'm depressed and they'll say to me, Chrissia, you don't look depressed. Yeah, I'm like, you don't look stupid, yet here we are. (laughs) Or it'll say shit like, hang in there, buddy. Seriously? Where would you like to see me hanging from? That is literally the worst thing you can say to a suicidal person. Or they'll say things like, you just need to get out more. It's all in your head, Chrissia. Just get out of your head. Yeah, I know it's all in my head. That's why you can't hear the voices. And like, I'm literally outside right now. I get out so much, I don't go camping, I go to El Salvador. Um, It's basically the same thing to me. Sleeping outdoors, cooking with fire, and I immediately wanna leave as soon as I get there. That's not true though. 
I, uh, I do like my family. Um, and I do like um, the fact that I have a mental illness. Like Kanye West said, my mental illness is my superpower. Um, but basically all that that does for me is give me free money uh, from the government because I have a disability. Um, but it doesn't let me park in a handicapped spot, so I don't know who's winning here. Um, so, what was I gonna say at this part? Oh, <laughs> I need to st stop giving away sex as gifts. Like, I don't know if I have worse taste in men or presents, because I'd been dating this guy for a bit, and I was like, babe, your birthday's coming up. We should have a threesome. And he was like, of course, let's do this. And so we go to the sex party. I go freshen up in the washroom, and I come out, and he's already fucking this other girl. And that's not my first threesome, so I know that's not how it works. But it was his birthday, so I let them finish. And when we broke up a few months later, I got him a really nice watch. Yeah, but the guy before him got a baby from me, so I think I'm doing better at this gift exchange. Yeah, but don't worry, I asked for it back. The watch, not the baby. So I do have a baby, and I'll leave you guys with this. Uh, I always try to answer his questions honestly, because then he'll learn to trust my answers and also believe my lies. Um, sometimes the questions are easy, like, Mommy, what's vomit? Uh, it's when you throw out food from your mouth. And sometimes they're hard, like, uh, Mommy, what's diarrhea? It's butt vomit. But my favorite are his questions about human anatomy. Um, so he's like, Mommy, why are your nipples so much bigger than Daddy's? Because you ruined my body. Or he'll be like, Mommy, why is my penis so small? And I'm just like, that's a question for Dad. I don't know if it's going to grow. Um, or my favorite is when he asked a few days ago where babies come from. And of course I told him the truth, right? And I was like, babies come from mommy's vaginas. And he's like, mommy, if I came out of your vagina, can I go back inside? No, you can never go back inside. And neither can your father for that matter. And if he ever asks, I'll tell him the truth, that that was my first threesome. Thanks, guys. Tina Christie, everybody, sticking it to those little dick daddies. Yeah, let them have it, man. She was talking about how people can be really, um, really shitty with like not understanding how depression works and being like, oh, I don't really see it. In a way, that actually made me feel good because I probably more deal with anxiety. I guess anxiety and depression, but no, nobody's ever surprised, which is good. I don't ever have to deal with that. Like, really, you? Like, they're like, you deal with anxiety? You, the guy who screamed a conversation at me for three minutes the other day at the bar? You have anxiety? Oh, you get depressed? You, the guy who's so happy, you're kind of happy the way the Joker is happy? That's not crazy to me man this next guy he's all fucked up too his shit's all so bad oh man it's terrible we actually brought him in as a ringer somebody dropped out and we're like you know whose shit is all fucking weird and bad this dustin guy oh baby everybody he's great on top of all of that he's also just a great kid give it up for the wonderful the fantastic dustin visser 
yeah, thanks, Kyle. Um, yeah, uh, I realize in my life that if you want to go anywhere or do anything, you first have to set goals for yourself and accomplish those goals. So right now, my number one goal in life is to murder my grandfather, collect his pension checks, and live in his farmhouse. And people have asked me, why don't you just go live with your grandpa then? That's definitely crossed my mind, but he lives with and supports his best friend that happens to be his pet pheasant Christian. And there's only enough money for either me and my grandpa, my grandpa and Christian, or me and Christian. So people have asked me, why don't you just go live with your grandpa then? Also crossed my mind, but I'm not sorry. Why don't you just kill Christian and then live with your grandpa? Sorry. And uh, that also has crossed my mind, except um, Christian's never touched my inner thigh and forced me to watch wrestling with him. So I think I'm going to stick with Christian on this one. All right. Um, you guys, uh, I don't know, we're all talking about mental. You guys, so you guys probably can relate to this. Have you ever had a dream that's so good that you just, and you wake up, you just want to go back into that dream and never come back to your actual life? Like, uh, I've been getting those a lot more lately, and uh, the quality of dream has drastically dropped. Like, um, I recently had a dream that I found four, four Tim Hortons gift cards in my pocket, and they accumulated to $3.67. And um, when I woke up and realized that I couldn't live in a world where buying coffee doesn't put me into overdraft, I honestly cried a little bit. Right, that's the only thing about mental health I think I have. Um, I used to work at Canadian Tire, and for six hours of my first shift, I was asked to stand in front of a card escalator and let people know that it was broken. So. For 90% of my shift, I was technically a sign. But I don't know. I was pretty excited, though. When I was a kid, I always wanted to be the guy on the construction site holding the stop and slow sign. This was even better, man. Didn't have an actual sign stealing my thunder. This one was all me. But, um, I was really good at getting the message across, but I really ran into some trouble with the tone. Uh, this guy asked me multiple questions, and I got a little bit flustered. It's like, hey man, can I like bring my cart downstairs? Like, Escalator's broken. Yo, can I leave my cart here with you while I go get stuff? Escalator's broken. Yo, is uh, can I talk to your manager quick? Escalator's broken. It's like, hey, are you fucking retarded? Escalator's broken. And for the first time in history, a man had to witness a human sign crying. Like, I don't blame him. I'm not represented in the media. My favorite part about multiverses is that if we do live in a multiverse, that means there's a universe in which that guy is me working at Canadian Tire, and I'm asking about the card escalator. Now he's here telling this joke to you guys. <laughs> and for that universe to exist, that means there's a universe in which there's a random guy working at Canadian Tire telling another guy about the card escalator. Now he's here telling this joke, and I'm not affiliated with the situation at all. 
And for that universe to exist, that means there's a universe in which there's a broken cart escalator telling a cart that he can't bring his person downstairs because his dustin is broken. <laughs> and for that universe to exist, that means there's a universe in which I quit comedy, work at Canadian Tire for 20 years, then slit my wrist with the box cutters, uh, aisle 40, section 2 with the grip because my hands are soft. That might be the most realistic reality we're living in, but I don't want to go out like that, man. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit. If I quit comedy, I'm going to pursue my real dream. I'm going to be the world's first slutty via rail attendant. So we cruising across eastern Ontario, slinging dick to grandmas, going to visit their grandkids. So next time your grandma comes home from vacation and the Tupperware is empty, just uh, remember that it was me. Thank you. Yeah! Justin Visser, everybody. Is he tired? Is he sad? Is he both? We might never know. It doesn't matter, though. All right, this next comic, we're going to keep it rolling, all right? This next comic, he's got a podcast. Uh, it's called Live at the Dutch Hall, and he promised me I'm on the next episode if I mention it before I bring him up. We didn't talk about it, but now he's got, a, he's got an obligation to do it. Give it up, everybody, for Pete Van Dyke. Hey, everybody. Hi, I'm Pete Van Dyke. Uh, I come from a little town called Delhi, Ontario. Anyone heard of it? No? Oh, you have, eh? It's a real small town. There's no real reason to go there. It's in the middle of nowhere. And for me, doing comedy, I, there's not a lot of comedy shows in Delhi, so you usually have to travel to big cities to do shows. And being an anxious guy, I'm always worried about coming to a big city like Toronto to do jokes for you people, because I'm not sure you're going to understand an old hayseed like me from Delhi, you know? So luckily, I found this thing online called the Urban Dictionary, and it's proven to be quite helpful for me to understand your urban ways. But I got to tell you, people, no offense, after leafing through this thing, you guys are kind of fucked. Back where I come from in Delhi, Ontario, rusty trombone was something I played in church band. It's not when a person kneels down behind another person performing the act of analingus while vigorously masturbating as though playing a trombone in full chorus. That's significantly different, Toronto. You know what a snowball is in Delhi, ma'am? It's a goddamn ball of snow. You roll it on the ground, you throw it at your friend. Sometimes you roll it into a bigger ball, you put a carrot on it, you got a snowman's head. But according to your Urban Dictionary here in the city of Toronto, a snowball is when your lover takes your man seed in her mouth and then passes it to you to your mouth in the form of a kiss. Ooh, is right. That dirty trick. I'll tell you, fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> fool me twice, well now I've just acquired the taste of my own splooge. <laughs> I always like to break the ice with a splooge joke, you know? That that's always makes me happy. Uh, I'm a, I got on this show because I'm clinically diagnosed as having a, uh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, an anxiety disorder with chronic depressive tendencies, right? Hey, no round of applause for that one. But anyways, I have uh, the, this issue, and uh, I didn't know I had it. I just had pretty much my whole life, and I would just, uh, growing up on a farm, you're taught just to keep working, you know, just plug through, keep going, keep going. And uh, so I did that for decades, kept going, kept my head down, worked. And uh, over time, my friends started to notice that I was as, 
as they said, uh, turning into a huge dick, you know? Uh, years of anxiety and depression just kind of holding you down, and it wears at you until your brain becomes weak. And what they did to be nice to me is they started showing up to my house with little bags of weed, and they just left them for me and said, Pete, because I was a banker, like I was the most straight-laced, completely anal, absolute asshole of a person, you know, like a very bad person. And they kept dropping all these little bags of weed. And I so I, I said, let's give it a try. It can't be any worse than what I'm going through now. So tell you that if you haven't tried weed before, it's great. <laughs> you should really give it a shot. It, it was fantastic. And for the first time in my life, my anxiety kind of went away. And I felt really good about it. So I didn't like to think about getting in trouble being caught with weed. So I decided to go to my doctor to get a prescription for it. Turns out my doctor's very much against it. And uh, she said that I was self-medicating myself. I said, yes, of course I'm self-medicating myself. I'm telling you that. It's working, you know? Just give me the goddamn prescription. But she said she disagreed, and she wanted me to take some of her pharmaceutical medicine. And uh, so she said, before I give you the prescription, I'd like you to fill out this test. you got to fill out this test to find out how crazy you are, right? So they ask you questions like, uh, do you ever have trouble remembering what day of the week it is? You know, do you ever have trouble, uh, you know, keeping your mind on one subject? Do you float back and forth from thing to thing? I'm like, yes, I already told you I smoke weed, you know? <laughs> and then, I, I, so I do the whole test. Yes, yes, yes. Get to the end, it says, have you ever considered committing suicide? And I said, oh, no, my first one I got right, eh? And then, uh, so the, the, my doctor says, here, take this medicine. Uh, I just have to warn you, there's one side effect you might want to be concerned with. You may want to commit suicide. I'm like, that's the only question I got right, you know? I said, well, I'll try anything. Uh, maybe, uh, I said, I'll try anything. Maybe, at least I still have the great pleasure of having sex with my wife, that I can still find that joy, you know, in that. And the doctor's like, oh, forgot to tell you, your dick's going to become pretty much useless from this medicine, you know? But if it happens, don't worry, come back to me. We'll give you something that'll give you an erection, but you'll never experience the pleasure of an orgasm ever again. And I'm like, are these the same people who considered suicide? Because it's, I get it now, you know? The penis is really important to a man, you know? Your penis, it, it, even when you're a kid, you know, what your parents call your penis, it shapes your confidence as a man. You do remember when you were a kid, sir, what your parents called your penis? You don't because you blocked it out because it was traumatic for you. It probably ruined your whole life. I was talking about this with my friend. He said, I said, he said his parents called his his chopper. Can you imagine the confidence of a kid growing up with a chopper between his legs? I mean, this kid could do no wrong. You know what my parents called mine? My dinky. It's not even a noun. It's an adjective meaning comically small. So guess who's got a problem in the confidence in the change room after gym class? It's not chopper, I'll tell you that. Chopper's been swinging that thing around for the last 20 minutes, drying it off. He doesn't have a care in the world. It's Pete hiding the fact his dinky becomes incredibly small after athletics. <laughs> Anyways, guys, I just want to leave you with one quick one. Uh, I, uh, I don't like, uh, I, I'm an old man. I'm 44, almost 45, you know? And then uh, I just started doing comedy a few years ago. And when you do it, you got to do a lot of things where you, uh, I, like I'm, I'm experiencing a lot of the young people like you guys, right? Which I just don't get, you know? There's a lot of things in your world that you have to deal with that I didn't have to deal with. You know, like, are, do you poor ladies ever, have you ever had a dick pic sent to you? You have, right? I, everyone says yes when I ask these young women. It shocks me. I never understand the dick pic. This didn't exist in my life when I was young, you know? I don't understand what came first. Is the idea for the dick pic or the boner itself, you know? 
Are you just lying in bed one morning with like a nice cooker poking up through your bed sheets, morning first light gleaming against its engorged purple helmet, and you say, oh, I need to take a picture of this for my love? Or is it somewhere you take your dick on the town, you know, show it all its favorite things, give it a nice wash and a polish, get the lighting just perfect and make an art piece out of it? I don't know, but whatever your strategy is, sir, if you're ever considering taking a picture of your dick, I'm gonna leave you with this one piece of advice. You gotta crop out the balls. The balls the ugly bride's made of the dick pick. They need to be kept out of frame and out of focus because I don't care how attractive you are, sir. Your balls, they are not. Thank you, everybody. I'm Pete Van Dyke. Pete, Weird Balls Van Dyke, everybody. He's got weird balls. Everyone remember him for his weird balls. I don't know why I'm doing this. Is this what hosts are supposed to do? Listen, remember everybody for something. Weird balls, we got Letter Kenny. We got, oh no, I, I started. Now I have to do everybody. We got weird Dustin Visser. I said he's all fucked up. And uh, that's the whole first half. And Valentina, Chrissia, she's got the small dick husband. Boy, it's all filthy tonight. Small dick ex-husband. We're going to take an intermission uh, and just really let that stuff swim through your brain. Go take a pee in not the urinals, but a toilet. Uh, honestly, if it really comes down to it, be nice about it, but use the ladies' room if you got it. It's not fair that there's like 100 people using one toilet here. And uh, we'll be back in about 10 minutes. Go get a drink. $5 beers downstairs. Don't be stupid. What are you, stupid? Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second half of Crazy 8. Make some noise for Kyle Bergstresser. Does ACDC do it for you guys? Like, do you hear ACDC and really just get fucking jacked up and like full of... Clap your hands if you hear ACDC and you're like, that's the music for me. Ah, uh, I'm in my room. I don't get it either, man. I don't get it. I don't get what's cool about that. I don't get what's fun about it. The guy sounds like when you... When, do you ever... Has anybody ever done LSD? and maybe done too much, and you think of your own voice, and you go, I either sound like the ACDC guy or Marge Simpson. There's something about that voice that just sounds like a demon. Like, it just sounds like the worst parts of your own brain. Ooh, I hate ACDC. You know what? I'm gonna say it right now. I hate ACDC from the bottom of my heart. Why am I coming out in the second half like this? What a beloved band. They've made people's lives so good, and I'm like, let's shit on them. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Did you guys all get drinks? Did you guys all, uh, you're feeling good? You're ready to roll? Why are you guys sitting so far back there? Is it, a, is, do you just feel a little more comfortable? Is it because I touched the guy's hair and you want to be as far as possible? Nah, that's fair. I did this to myself. I almost definitely did this to my, that's fine. There's a lot of you in here. That's still good. Um, what did I want to talk about? Oh, geez, Louise. We should bring that back. <laughs> we should start saying "Geez, Louise" again. I've uh, I've been thinking about how um just how like I I live in Toronto now. A lot of the for the most part, it's just because like if you're doing stand up, this is kind of where you gotta be. Like it's where all the 
showbiz stuff happens, baby. You might be able to write on one of three shows. You won't, but like, you know, just the fact that there's a chance keeps people around. You're not gonna, but like, you might one day. You're never gonna. That's kind of just the deal out here, man. I don't know. But in a lot of ways, and I love it. Like, the city's beautiful because there's so many things happening, but just what a curse about being alive. There's no winning. If you live where everything's happening, there's too many fucking people to enjoy it. You never get to just, anything cool is full of people and anything empty is shit. There's nothing just like good and empty. It never happens. You know what I mean? The city's too nuts. And I like, I see it all the time. Do you, you guys ever seen this where you're just walking around Toronto and it's so apparent that there's too many people here because everybody in a car is just losing their fucking minds at all times. Everybody driving at any point in Toronto is in the worst mood they've ever been in their life. Have you guys seen this? Just people driving around Toronto honking at nothing because they hate their job, but they need to keep their job to pay for the car that makes them so mad every day. Has anybody seen this? If we're talking about mental illness, living in Toronto is a mental illness. You shouldn't live here and drive around every day if it makes you that mad. Like, why are you doing that? You're paying five grand a month to live in a city that makes you want to pull your fucking hair out to the point where you're like driving. Have you seen this where you're driving and somebody is like, you're not driving, whatever. Listen, you're walking and you see people driving and somebody is just like honking their horn at someone in front of them who's trying to turn, but there's people crossing so they can't and everyone's just laying on their horn. They're in such a bad mood. They're just like, kill them. They're just like, run them over. I gotta get home and I don't know what I'll do when I get there. Just keep being mad, I guess, but at different people. I'll be mad at my wife and kids. Uh, That's a nuts way to live and that's how like so many people live here. Like Toronto's fine. There's a lot to do. It's fine. It's Listen, it's a great city to live as long as you don't have to drive anywhere or like take the subway or take the streetcar or walk. It's a great city to just stay still until you die. That's great. Find a fucking arcade with a pizza place in it and just die. Find a bar that also has like soft serve ice cream or whatever the fuck and just, you know what I mean? You know how that's the deal here? Find some place that serves $12 donuts that are totally worth it because they were in Now Magazine and just eat one but put poison in it and just fucking lapse. Like it's it's fine, I guess, but I don't, I just, it seems honestly sometimes to me like it's a mental illness just living here. You guys are not so, like, I don't know. What are you doing to yourselves? What are you doing to yourselves getting that frustrated all the time? Just laying on the horn. These people, it's like they're screaming, just primal screams into the sky. Like people just honking. And I've seen people where I'm from, I'm from Winnipeg, and people there, they honk because they're like, oh, hey, bud, light's been green for a couple seconds. Head on up. And the guy's like, oh, sorry, and he moves. Here they're just honking at the red light. Like, be green! I can't sit anymore. I'm sweating for no reason. I have air-conditioned seats. I paint so much for this. Still I sweat because it's in the inside the heat. It's a heat from the inside. It's a heat born of hate. Hell is within me. You know that kind of feeling everyone seems to have? Come on guys. We seen this. We heard about this. We seen this. People just honking at the sky because it's raining. Honking at condos they can't afford. Just honking up because it's like not the weather they wanted. Like, ah, quit raining. I was supposed to go to the beach today and scream at my three terrible kids. You know that? Come on. Come on, you know that Toronto lifestyle? I don't know. 
But I live here, so I have to, like, do it the way that I'm supposed to do it. I have to, like, be a Toronto guy. So I'm trying to. And that's, I want to have a, I, I try to cultivate, like, a cool-ass Toronto look. Look at this. All black. Not bad. Black pants, black shirt. Can I tell you a little secret? I wore the same thing yesterday. But I registered that I didn't sweat that much, and I was like, oh, we can double this up. <laughs> that's not a bad call, right? As long as it doesn't stink. You don't like doing laundry either. Shut up. It's just, that's, that's a, but I want to, I want to walk around and I want to seem like a guy who's like from Toronto, right? I want to seem like, I want people to look at me and this is what I wanted to think. I want them to think that I'm the kind of guy who goes like, oh, the CN Tower, that's boring to me. (laughs) That's a cool vibe, right? Imagine looking at the CN Tower and thinking that's a normal height for a building. No fucking way, man. I look at the CN Tower and I'm like, ah! Stop! Why'd you build it that big? You don't... You could have stopped there. It was fine there. I'm from, like, not even from Winnipeg. I'm from, like, a little town outside of Winnipeg. So, like, to me, that's not a tall build. That's, like, the tallest building I had seen before this was just a house. You know? Like, that's where I'm from. It was, you know... It was, it was Dave's house. He's a manager down at the home hardware. He's doing great for himself. We called him Four Story Dave. Yeah. The house is three stories, but he's always telling the same four stories over and over again, you know? And they're all racist. Hey, but that's just Dave, man. That's just Dave. No, I don't know. So I want to seem like a guy who can just, like, hang. Because I look at the CN Tower, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, what if I go up there? You guys know that feeling where you look at a building that's too tall, and you're like, well, great. Now what if I'm just up there, and then I got to get down? Are you kidding me? Does anybody else have that? Where you know you'll do something you hate? Where you'll, like, I'll, somebody will tell me about, like, a bungee jumping thing that doesn't cost too much. I was like, oh, great. Yeah, let's do that. That'll ruin my life. That sounds amazing. I'm like an adrenaline junkie, but I hate it. I'm like an anxiety junkie. I'm just looking for stuff like that so I just I don't know I I want to be like a Toronto guy but I feel like I'm, I'm fucking it up I have this like fear in the back of my head that like every time I'm walking around the city somebody's gonna just like stiff me out sniff me out for like the I don't know what stiff me out means like uh, it's like a stiff arm to me just like you don't belong here like they're gonna sniff me out for the little hick that I am they're gonna be able to tell that I'm not even like I'm not even from Winnipeg the city I'm from a little town outside of there there's no way I'm passing for a Toronto guy which doesn't matter, but in my head, I'm always walking around, and I'm just imagining. So this is my actual, this is my, like, fear fantasy. That some guy's walking around Toronto with his Bluetooth in, doing his, you know, business guy stuff, wearing his fucking $3,000 suit. Just, like, he's finally out of his car, so he seems cool. And you're like, you're going to be a spaz later, man. You know I know it. But for right now, he's cool as shit. And he's all like, ah, stocks, but don't forget about bonds. Yes, I understand this stuff. And then he's going to be like, oh, by the way, my chair's hurting my back. I need a new chair. we got to fire Janet. And then he's going to go, hold Hold on a second, Janet, because she's got her job for now. And he's going to see me, and he's going to point me out. He's going to be like, you, you're not from around here, are you? And I'll be like, what? No, yes, I'm from around here. I'm a city boy. And he'll be like, no, I can tell you're not a city boy. And I've been selected as the representative to kick out all the town boys that come through my city. How about this, son? How many dogs did you have growing up? What did you have, about 14 dogs growing up, boy? And I'll be like, no, um, no dogs? Or wait, one dog, one one little white dog and he wore like a fleece vest <laughs> and he'd be like ah that's the right answer but I don't buy it son and he'd be like how about this you've seen a pig die haven't you boy you've seen a pig die and you understand that it's just a part of life don't you son and that's what breaks me I'll be like yes yes sir people gotta eat sir and he'll be like I knew it they prepared me for this and he grabs a bunch of plane tickets from his pocket and he chucks them at my chest and they all fall to the ground he goes you find the name of your home city, you grab
grab the plane ticket and you get, you go on, you get, you fly on home. And then I go, the town I'm from is too small. It doesn't have an airport. But he's done this before. He's prepared for it. And he goes, that's fine. You're coming home with me then. You're my little dog. Put on this fleece vest, you know? And I do it and it's a good life, but it's not the life I pictured for myself. Anybody else? Is that just me? Anybody else? Is that just me? What was that? A lot? Too much? Not enough? I doubt it. How about we move on? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, the whole show won't be like this. Some other people have a different way of doing comedy that maybe you enjoy. <laughs> so how about we move on to some of them. This next comedian She's a gem. She's a beauty. She hosts a monthly show at Comedy Bar called Hat Co Tour. It is the first Sunday of every month. I think I might have gotten that wrong. Uh, but she's absolutely wonderful. Please put your hands together for Isabella Zata. How's that? How's everybody feeling after Kyle screamed at us to kill ourselves? <laughs> for a solid five minutes. My name's actually Isabel, um, or as my friend Chris calls it, the least pretty version of that name. Uh, so thanks, Chris. Um, my name is Isabel. It, up until recently, it used to be a fairly uncommon name. You didn't meet a lot of other Isabels. I was the only one in my grade, unlike Ashley's you know, A through uh, D. Um, but uh, now, thanks to the Twilight novels, it's the number one baby name for girls has been for the last 10 years running. So now when you meet a little Isabel, you can judge her parents twice as much as you're already doing that. I don't like it, not only because it means that I'm less special and unique, but also because now it means every Isabel I meet is someone's like five-year-old niece. It just makes me feel too old for my name. Like I just, like I've outgrown it. Like I just, I'm, it doesn't fit. I guess what I'm saying is now I know how a 52-year-old Trevor feels. <laughs> and it's not good. I don't like it. I don't, like, does anyone here know a 52-year-old Trevor? No, you don't. He's unnatural. <laughs> he shouldn't exist. I was at a show once, actually, and one woman put up her hand, and she was like, me, I know a 52-year-old Trevor. And I was like, what's he like? And she was like, he has two rat tails. <laughs> I had no follow-up questions. <laughs> I was like, all right, uh, correct, I guess. I, uh, not to brag or anything, but um, I got catcalled the other day at work by an old Italian woman. It just gets more and more exciting the further we go along. She did it in the most cartoonishly Italian way possible. Um, are you ready for my horrible rendition of what she said? You guys prepared? All right. So she looks at me and she goes, cartoonish. She goes, ciao, Bella. Your tushy is so a vroom vroom. <laughs> she did this with her hands, and she was not yelling at me from a passing car, so she felt like she had to add her own sound effects to the, to the cat call. It was really baffling uh, because I was just like very obviously having a fever dream in the middle of work. Um, really odd experience. It was very odd for me also because I never get catcalled. Like ever, never. Men just leave me alone. And it's because 
I've figured out the key to never getting catcalled. I don't know if anyone here is interested, if you want to know my secret to never getting catcalled. Do you? I know. Are you interested? Okay, cool. I'm going to tell you anyway. So the secret to never getting catcalled is to just look super extra all the time. Straight men look at me and are instantly exhausted. They just don't want to deal with it. Like, they look at me and they're like, she's, her earrings are too big, her lip is too bold, you know? They just, straight men look at me and they go like, huh, like they just woke up out of a fever dream where they spent their Saturdays at Sephora. They're not into it at all. Like, a, a construction worker will see me and he doesn't see uh, a beautiful woman who spent $30 on her highlighter. Instead, he sees his counter space shrinking and he's like, why do I feel like I just waited five hours for the bathroom. Yeah? So men, uh, leave me alone. I don't, I really don't like the, like the trope, the, the complaint that men have where they're like, ladies, you spend so long in the bathroom. Does anyone else, is anyone else familiar with men whining about this? They're like, oh, women, they spend so long in the bathroom. Listen. Okay, let me tell you something, gentlemen. When I spend an hour in the bathroom, I emerge looking beautiful, okay? I smell like a garden. You look at me and you're like, wow, what an amazing angel. But when you spend an hour in the bathroom, the property value of our apartment decreases. And I'm like on the phone with telehealth going, something's wrong with his body. <laughs> you need to fix it. I don't, I don't understand, like women, like we poop, that's what happens to food, but I don't know, gentlemen, what you're doing with it that you're, it's turning out so poorly. When we talk about toxic masculinity, is that, were we just talking about what's going on in your lower intestine? <laughs> just a big old mess? All right, that's been it for me. Bye. Isabel Zatan, everybody. Ah, yeah, give it up. Ah, yeah. Man, she was, she was talking about how people poo. In a way, when you think about human beings, kind of all we are is just like a poo machine. Like, really, when you think, you know what I mean? Like, when it comes down to it, basically our only real tangible purpose is to take food and turn it into poo. And here's what I get out of that, all right? I think chefs need to quit taking themselves so seriously because all they're doing is they're just creating interesting ways to make poo. That's all, and then they put it in the poo machine, you know? Chefs are getting real high and mighty. We got a lot of shows dedicated to chefs these days. Maybe they don't deserve it. They do, but like, and they do great work, and I love that we have beautiful food out there, but you can agree, chefs are starting to think that they're like fucking rock stars, and here's my solution to that. Bring back the big goofy chef hat, all right? Bring back the big goofy, like, Swedish chef tall white hat make them walk around with this big wobbly white smokestack on their head that'll take them back down to earth you know what i mean these rock star chefs eat some uh good delicious food that you made you deserve it <laughs> that's me flip-flopping on an opinion in real time this next comedian 
Guess what? I only got one opinion about him. He's a fucking champion, baby. He's a returning champion. Are you ready to see somebody who won the goddamn belt last time? Are you ready to see basically Macho Man Randy Savage come up here and do comedy? Yeah, not me. I know that we both, I, I mean, I scream at you like Macho Man Randy Savage, but he wears the belt like Macho Man Randy Savage, you know? Give it up, everybody, for the wonderful, the hilarious Dan Pierce. Hello, hello. Uh, yeah. I, I drink too much. I drink so much that I don't even flush the toilet when I pee anymore. Because if my urine is the same color as the toilet water, then who's gonna know? You know? I'm invisible. I'm undercover. I'm like Jason Bourne, except instead of trying to figure out who I am, I'm trying to figure out who I told people that I was. I see these ads for the military sometime. It'll be like a picture of a soldier from the military and then like a little paragraph written by the soldier. It'll say like, my name is Colonel McCoy and the only thing that I'm scared of is my mama. It's cute. And I just wonder like, what's the screening process for those ads? Because they can't just let anyone be the face of the military, you know? They wouldn't get many recruits if the ad for the military was just a head on a pair of shoes going, my name is Lieutenant Dave. I lost my torso in the war, and not a day goes by that I don't wish they took the rest of me. I've forgotten how it feels to smile, and I had to give my dog away because it kept trying to play fetch with my head. You don't want that. You want, you want cute, hunky soldiers so that when people look at the poster, they go, hey, maybe if I join the military, I'll get to fuck that boy, or whatever it is they do over there. I don't know. Folks, there's no good way to segue into this, but uh, last summer, my, my uncle killed himself. The thing I love about this show is that I, I felt like I had to do a bit about suicide just to sort of, like, fit in, you know, just to be among my peers. And he was always a weird guy. He was sort of a recluse. I remember when I was a kid, I never knew what he did for a living. I just knew that he had four brothers, and we would see him about once a month. So for the longest time, I thought that he didn't have a job, and he just circulated through the houses of his brothers, you know, like a class pet. I remember the day I got the call from my mom, and she said, sorry, Dan, I'm afraid I have some bad news. Um, I have to tell you that today your uncle passed away. And I said, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And she said, I, well, this is even worse, but I feel it's within your right to know that uh, he took his own life. And I went, oh, yeah. I mean, it's hard to get murdered when you never leave your apartment, so uh, one can only assume these things. And we had the funeral in Belleville. I remember uh, me and my family, we checked into a hotel the night before the funeral, and uh, I, I tried taking my little brother to uh, one of those stores that sell board games and like action figures just to sort of get his mind off the real reason that we were there. And if you want to work at one of those stores, is it a requirement to have a beard that's just perpetually wet? Like you, just, like you just got yanked out of the belly of a whale. Everyone who works there it looks like they survive on a diet of breakfast cereal and fingernails. It's very concerning. And while me and my brother were looking at the board games and kind of enjoying ourselves, uh, the shopkeep came up to us and he said, hey, you know, uh, if you like role-playing games, we do, you know, big group sessions here every Saturday if you want to come on through and, like, be a part of it. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. Uh, we're actually not from Belleville, though. Uh, we're just here for a, uh, a thing with our uncle. 
And he said, uh, oh, your uncle lives here. Well, uh, do you know if your uncle enjoys playing role-playing games? And I went, no, he's more prone to Ouija boards these days. He loves those things, just lives in them practically. You know what I'm talking about? Ouija boards are the way you talk to ghosts. I don't know if anyone picked up on that. <laughs> At the funeral the next day, it was, it was a very strange vibe. My family's very cold, very distant. And I, I realized how cold and distant at the actual funeral because it, it got to the end of the service and the guy who was hosting the service said, uh, now, would anyone else like to stand up and say a few words about the man that we're here to honor? And everyone in my family just started looking at each other like when a teacher asked the students who did their homework. Uh, nobody did the research on this one. And it was very uncomfortable until finally one woman who no one knew who she was. She was standing in the back of the room the entire service. She stood up and she said, I'm not a member of Gregory's family, but Gregory was my first friend. He was always a little odd, but he meant well. I remember I would always have my lunch with Gregory, and one day he told me that he was worried that he wasn't fitting in with the other children, and I said, Gregory, I think you fit me just fine. Very sweet, very heartfelt. This poor guy's own family couldn't think of something nice to say at his own funeral, and this woman was sweet enough to get up and break the silence. It was very thoughtful. So thoughtful that we didn't bother telling her that my uncle's name was Jeff, and Gregory was the name of the guy who was being buried tomorrow. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, folks. This was a lot of fun. Let's bring Kyle back up. Have a great night. Dan Pierce, the funeral man. Oh, yeah, baby. Just whatever my stupid fucking tags that I think of, just use that to remember every comedian. I promise I put two seconds of work into him, but just as long as it gets your brain going. This next comedian, I, I swear to God I'm not making this up. I swear to God I'm not making this up. She asked me to bring her up by saying she has great tits. <laughs> but I won't do it. I won't do it. Oh, I just did it. Jamie, are we recording this? Yeah, I have to go. So we're going to have to bring up our next comedian, and I'm just gone. So don't worry about me. I've never been here. My name is Greg Giraldo. Give it up for Olivia Stadler, everybody. Yeah, they're they're fine. <laughs> I just want to hear someone say it once in a while, you know. I uh, I'm I'm basic. I'm a basic white bitch. I feel pretty comfortable saying that with you guys right here. Uh, but I don't like Starbucks. That's my one. <laughs> that's my one thing, right? Um, like my biggest pet peeve with Starbucks is when you just want to use the washroom as you do, but you don't actually want to buy something. But they act like you're the literal scum of the earth, right? It's like relax. It's gonna take me two seconds. Just need to masturbate and I'll be out of here. You know what I mean? Pumpkin spice is back. How am I not supposed to masturbate at Starbucks? Look at me. I look like I was born at Starbucks, don't I? <laughs> My other pet peeve with Starbucks is uh, their sizing system, right? They have like tall, grand event or whatever, but they act like they don't know what small, medium, and large mean, right? So like you, <laughs> you try to order a large coffee and they're like, uh, do you mean venti? I'm like, no, I'm already giving you four more dollars than what this is worth. I'm not going to learn Italian too. That's insane to ask of me. Fuck, I'm really white and basic. I, uh, I used to be addicted to spray tanning. 
Yeah, that's my addiction mental health thing for the evening. I, uh, there's nothing whi- there's nothing whiter than that, right? There's nothing whiter than just looking Puerto Rican, if you ask me. I my, and my boyfriend at the time he did tell me that my spray tan looked kind of racist, and I was like, "Oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna stop spray tanning." He's like, "You don't have to. Just stop using the swastika stencil." Really weird that you do that. <laughs> swastika stencil. That's hard to say. I kind of have a lisp. Swastika stencil. It's fun, fun though. <laughs> Swast- Let's say it together. <laughs> no, don't say it. Uh, if you can say that five times fast, though, your Jewish boyfriend will break up with you. Uh, no, he won't. He can't. He's, the contract's not up. Um, no, I know. That makes me sound crazy, but I'm, I'm a pretty cool girlfriend, right? Like, I don't get jealous or anything. Right? Like, I know that when he says another girl is pretty... It doesn't mean that he doesn't want to be with me, right? just means that he would rather be with her. Right? No, he's, he's nice. <laughs> I'm nice. Um, I don't know. I just said that. He's nice. I'm nice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> weird. Uh, <laughs> I tried to get him to dirty talk to me the other day, right? And what he came up with was, uh, okay, uh, I love you, baby. You're my little tiny baby. And do you like that baby? I was like, no. Do you like babies? What the fuck are you talking about? And then he explained it's just a tactic to not come too fast. And I don't really care if a guy comes fast. It's not because I dislike having sex. It's because I like it when men apologize. Right? I don't orgasm through sex. I orgasm through looking at defeated men. That's really what gets me. That's this girl's thing. Fuck. I, uh, I graduated from university last year. Yeah, uh, really, really big waste of time, so I don't expect any applause for that. Did you guys uh, go to university? College. College? What do you study? Music. Do you use it? Not really. I did psychology, which obviously I don't use, so good use of money and time, right? I, uh, I graduated with a psychology degree, uh, studied this guy, Freud. Have we heard of him? Kind of stupid stuff, right? Like, I didn't need to go to university to learn that I want to fuck my dad. You know what I mean? Oh, just silence. You know, I'm the one who's had to say it to silence, so I don't really feel bad for you guys. The way I see it, he already loves me. I get to keep my last name, you know? Uh, (laughs) You never get a job with a psychology degree. I feel like I don't need to tell you guys that. But they make it seem like you're going to while you're studying. And then you get into the real world, and they're like, psych, work at a restaurant, bitch, you know? I, uh, I, I exclusively work at restaurants, and I, I like it because it's like pretty good money gig, but I find that the management can be a little bit creepy, right? You're nodding, we can talk after. <laughs> I don't know what happened to you. <laughs> at the last job I worked at, I remember the manager just came up to the bar one day, and he said to the bartender beside me, you look really hot today, he just said that. It's like, yeah, and you look really 40 today. Why don't you call your wife? She misses you. And then I overheard him talking about the 17-year-old host. It's like a really nice ass. I'm like, what? About me. <laughs> Just want some workplace recognition. <laughs> I quit that job and I told him the reason was sexual harassment. He's like, I've never sexually harassed you in my life. I'm like, I know, it's really starting to weigh on my self-esteem. <laughs> okay. So I got out. <laughs> uh, my new job isn't that much better. He makes me just like clean the floors. He made me do clean the floors the other day, which is a disgusting task, right? So when I was done, uh, which I did quickly, he was impressed with me. But what he said was, wow, that was really fast. I guess you're great on your knees. Yeah, and I was like, excuse me, first of all, I'm terrible at giving blowjobs, okay? 
And you, of all people, should know that. Oh, you guys are grossed out. <laughs> I'm going to tell a clean joke and then I'll leave, okay? I'm out of time, but clean joke. Okay. Um, do you know the thing where people put peanut butter on their balls? And then they get their dog to lick it off? Just silence. <laughs> I'm not accusing you guys of anything. I'm not admitting to anything. I'm just saying it's a thing we know about, right? Bestiality, obviously very wrong. I do think that it sounds like it would feel kind of nice. Uh, so what I do is I just put it down there and then I get my boyfriend to go down on me. And then I just close my eyes and think about my dog, you know? <laughs> He's so much better at it. And my boyfriend's allergic to peanut butter, so <laughs> that's hard. Thanks, guys. there everybody her clean joke is about bestiality and comedy is a spectrum man and life's a spectrum and colors a spectrum and we're all just fucking it up jamie come on up here come fuck it up with me that was the show you guys sat through the whole show can you believe that you sat through a whole stupid comedy show what was that fine i hope so guess what though you get a little bit of payoff for that. Because you guys sat through the whole stupid comedy show, you guys get to have the power now. Now, because you were there, remember when I touched your hair before? Well, guess what? Now you're the king, sweetheart. You get to decide who wins this, bitch. You get to decide who's in charge of this room. You get to decide who gets the... F Is this the last sash that we give out? Second last sash that we give out. So, like, the championship is coming to an end. We have, like, a foreseeable end to this. So, you guys, do you guys understand the rules? You guys came a little bit late, and I'm so sorry for calling you out, but you should check the Facebook event for what time it starts, and it's <laughs> not my fault that you showed up a little bit late, but it is okay, and I will explain it to you, and I'm sorry for calling you out publicly, but, like, next time, check the event. Um... <laughs> So, so they didn't like that. Um, what, so what, the way that this works is uh, we have comedians from the start of the night. Uh, usually there's eight. Today there's seven. Don't ask why. It's going to make us upset. But basically, uh, every comedian gets a card assigned to their name from ace until seven. You vote for which one you like best. All right, guys, the votes are in. Everybody's votes are in. This is actually great. A lot of times things happen. It's, it's about the placement or it's about the whatever. People bring a lot of friends. and there's. It, but I feel like everybody got a fair shot tonight. But tonight, we are giving the sash to the wonderful, the talented, the comedian who asked me to comment on their breasts, Olivia Stadler. <laughs> We have to go. Do you have anything to say that could last like 10 seconds? My tits are huge. Her tits are huge, everybody. Let's leave this room because something else is happening. Everyone, let's go. Really for real, though. We got to go. Three cheers for Olivia Stadler, huh? Hip, hip, hooray. There it is. She is wearing the sash this month. She's going to wear that baby until the 25th of October when we do our final Crazy 8 show, Crazy 8's All-Stars. Every winner is coming back for a chance 
at a big cash prize. Tickets are 20 bucks. It's going to be a hell of a show. We are looking to secure some great door prizes. Please tell your friends and please come join the show and help us hit a new fundraising goal. That's what we're trying to do here. And then we'll start all over again in November with Crazy Funny. A new take on Crazy 8. Crazy Funny. Stay tuned to hear more about that. So that's it for this month. Like I said, October 25th, we're going to do the next show, Crazy 8's number 9, All Stars. Hope to see you there. If you can't make it out, buy a ticket anyway. Your money will not go to waste, I promise you. Really want to send a shout out to Kyle, to David from Long Slice, to Olivia, our winner, and to the Social Capital Theater for hosting us so graciously every month. Everybody else, see you soon. Be well and stay safe. A show of strength is a movement where I try to encourage courage. You can support a show of strength by visiting our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash a show of strength. For as little as $1 a month, you can join the movement and help make a difference advocating for mental health in the greater Toronto area and beyond. For questions, our social, and to subscribe, rate, and review the various shows we produce, you can visit www.ashowofstrength.com.